Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Matt, aka Cut Corners, aka Matt Perry. That's me. Um, great to have you here. Thank you. Big thanks to DJ Loki who just raided in. Uh, welcome in, Good Music Twitch family. Great to have you here. Um, before we start, I guess uh, real quick, just want to say um, rest in peace, Bobby Caldwell. Kind of a bummer there, but um, yeah, worth mentioning. Uh, someone who made a bunch of great music. Um, but I wanted to welcome you all to Unscripted. It's a show about the power of music. Um, I'm ex excited to speak to today's guest who's been consistently killing it on the production tip. I highly recommend giving them a follow on, uh, on their SoundCloud as it's stacked with like fire remixes. They've also uh, just released an EP, uh, Channel 8 Part 1, which is available everywhere you stream music, DSPs, Spotify, Tidal, Alpha Music, you name it. But without further ado, let me please welcome Boston Sherry to the, the stream. What up, Boston? Hey, Boston. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Basically, uh, Boston remixed this incredible high classified track, uh, which you can see on YouTube. Um, we've, and you, you walked through how you made that beat in your, in your process, which I highly recommend people check it out. Um, and I really love the way you kind of approached that. It was like a really... A uh, cool version because the the original track is quite slow, right? Yeah, the original track was um, pretty slow and a completely different vibe. Um, it was such a good vibe, um, very deep R and B beats uh, type of music. It reminded me very much of like the '90s, early 2000s sound, and I wanted to add my like twist, my modern day twist, also like putting my culture sounds out there. And um, I just imagined uh, people listening to my remix um, in the club and seeing what that would sound like. Yeah, I think you really nailed that. Um, it's really cool. And I really loved watching like your process and the way you, you walked through it, the way you talked about what you did and some of your inspirations. Um, so yeah, shout out for that great breakdown. Now, um, did you, do you know High Classified or do you have any kind of relationship with like, how did you choose that song? I actually do know High Classified. He was one of the people that I met um, the very first time that I went to Montreal. Um, I haven't seen him in some time, but yeah, we've met before. Um, and I mean, I had a, a lot of music to choose, but it was just like, without a question, it was the one. Um, when I heard it, when I, when I heard the bass drop, honestly, I was like, yep, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> And those vocals are, are really great. Lev and Callie did an incredible job too, hey? Yes, Lev and Callie. Um, that song actually introduced me to him. So I went um, basically on like a, a rabbit hole listening to all of his music all over like Spotify. And I was like, this is a talented artist. So talented. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I know that they've done a lot of songwriting with artists like Sid and um, a-Track, a lot of cool people. And they did a, an EP pretty recently too. I was checking out, I loved it. And it's like the musicianship is, is fantastic. The vocals are fantastic. This like real talent. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so you mentioned like when you approached that remix, you kind of had the intention of playing it in the club. And I wanted to ask, um, you know, when you make remixes, is your intention for them to be DJed or, or, or when you're making tracks, are you as the end goal? For them to be in a DJ set. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, because I do have slower tempo remixes too. Like I have like some like Zook remixes, very like Caribbean style um remixes, 
and yeah, I, I realized they could all be played in the club. Um, I just, my go-to is always thinking about the summer when it comes to remixes. Like, I love the summer. I'm a summer baby. I feel like summertime is when you have, like, timeless music, especially growing up in Brooklyn. There's nothing like the summertime and hearing music blasting outside of people's cars. That's how you know it's a hit. Like, if every time yeah. a person's driving by, you're like, all right, this is like a core memory now. Um, so I always um, have that in mind, like the summertime, the summertime feelings. And I try to put that out in my music so that when people hear it, they feel warm. They feel the sunlight in, in, in the sense of like, now the sunlight is the sounds of the music. Um, so yeah, I try to put all of those feelings into the sound of music. That's fantastic. Now I saw recently, um, George, right? George played your awesome Tempted to Touch remix in their set for the yeah. Boiler Room, uh, which was probably like a bit of a manifestation of what you wanted to do. And then to see that uh, come come out in, in such a cool high profile set. How did that feel? It felt great, um, especially watching like the crowd respond to it, like singing along with it. I think there was this one girl who like closed her eyes and like threw her hands up and I was like, it gave me chills. I was like, wow, I imagined it and now I'm seeing it from a whole different side of the world, five hour difference, like <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't checked that, Love Lisa, thank you very much. Um, actually posted your boiler room set too. So so this is not the first, you know, stranger to the Boiler Room. Um, so George played your remix in the Boiler Room, but you've also played the Boiler Room yourself uh, in New York. Is that right? Yes, I did Boiler Room twice. Um, and yeah, uh, Sky Jetta from Detroit also played one of my remixes, a Joe Scott remix. And yeah, I've heard that there's some more of my remixes on Boiler Rooms, but I, I haven't had the chance to like look at everyone's, but... Yeah, they sure be making a yeah. lot of a lot of uh, great performances <laughs> on there, hey. Yeah. Now, what was like? So, uh, people, if you're not familiar, Boston Sherry is an incredible DJ as well as a producer, and as you can tell, playing Boiler Room is is uh, is a pretty major achievement for anybody in their career, a very important milestone, um, and you've done it twice. What was that experience? Did it help kind of inform your production in any way? Like, okay, I see what's working maybe I need to start making my remix or tracks more like this to kind of like fit into those environments? You know, that's a great, another great question. Um, <laughs> so my EP, I would say is very different from my remixes as far as the sound. So one of my um, mentors is uh, Mellow X and I look at him and his work and seeing how different it is and how true to him it is. So like for my EP, I wanted it to be more of like a R&B Afro sound because that is the sounds that like really introduced me to music and really made me fall in love with music. So I wanted to give myself that space to produce like original music in this sound. Um, so yeah, there was some times where I'm like, this is like going great. This is a sound that's going great. Let me stick to this. But also I feel like as a creative, it, you owe it to yourself to kind of explore the different spaces that you can go to because just because something is going really good right there doesn't mean that 
um, staying true to yourself in the sense of doing these other things might not be very beneficial for you as well. Mm. That's a really good point. Um, and just a side note, if you're not familiar, if anyone who's watching isn't familiar with Mellow X, definitely check, check them out. Um, they've done a really cool uh, rhythm roulette before, but they're also a, very responsible for a lot of Beyonce's production. And if you're a big fan of Beyonce, like most people are, I assume, um, <laughs> you can check their credits. I think they did Energy. Is that on, right on Renaissance? But They did Move, Move with that's... Thames and Grace Jones. Yeah, yeah which I was crazy. like, wow. Wow, what a! <laughs> and they did, of course, lemonade. Uh, I believe hold up, sorry, and I feel like there's another track. But yeah, his stuff is all over like the place as far as like sound. Um, he's also Caribbean too, so we have like a love for like dancehall music. But we speak about like putting that with electronic music and just like exploring different sounds. He's the person who really like pushed me to be like you know don't feel like you have to keep yourself in a box because this thing is going so good you can use that to leverage um and also explore you know different sounds there's so many different genres so you know um i definitely want to explore as much as i can absolutely i i love that too and i i feel like you can get little bits of things from different genres that like make you think about music in a different way um, one of speci specifically Caribbean music, like reggae, dancehall, and the focus on bass and the way that bass is used, and even obviously the dub effects and things like that, they really have su have su have played such an important role in popular music in the last ten or twenty or thirty, forty years even, that you know changed the way that we thought about how music was recorded and the innovations of people like Lee Scratch Perry are so important and and King Tubby and so forth like. I'm so glad that we get to listen to all this music, right? Like it's just so <laughs> so important to digest that and, and take what you can from it. I love that um, a lot of this world music. So like, I feel like when I listen to dance hall, it's like, of course, very similar to Afrobeats to reggaeton. And I love how it's on the radio now, you know, <laughs> growing up, I don't really hear that. Like, you know, I would just hear these sounds at like the cookouts or like, you know, through people's cars or like from the CDs my family would play. Um, so yeah, to hear these sounds on the radio is like a big deal, big deal. Absolutely. I mean, even, even with Renaissance and hearing all of like the club music and like uh, Rihanna and Super Bowl listening to, uh, I think his name is Clean, who did the remix, is it Clean? Yeah. Um, I was like, I remember hearing it and I was just, I, I jumped from my couch. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, what? I know this remix. Wasn't that such <laughs> an amazing, that was such an amazing moment for DJs and remixers. Hey, to see that clean doing the re, uh, Rihanna take the rude boy remix and make it main big, stage. Big thing. Yeah. It was a big thing for like the remixes and SoundCloud producers and, you know, same when K. Trinata won like the, the Grammys, two Grammys, I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like we, we are out here, <laughs> you know? Now, um, there was, there's something I wanted to ask you specifically, you've talked a bit about your, uh, about this relation with Caribbean music. Now you mentioned in your video that you have Haitian roots, uh, K. Trinata, yep. also Haitian diaspora. Um, Yes. I would just like to ask about some of your favorite producers that also are from the Haitian diaspora that, that you're, you're into right now. 
Yes, uh, definitely Kate Chinata and Michael Byrne right now. Um, there's many others, but I can't think of them right now. But those are the top two that popped into my mind. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was listening to uh, Mark Homme from Griselda Records. He did an album called Pray for Haiti. I really loved that. And it was really cool how he incorporated a lot of like, Haitian Creole into like the, the raps and made a real focus on like Haitian issues. Oh, and I was, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I was very ignorant, ignorant to it. It was really neat to kind of get a bit more understanding from his perspective yeah so yeah that's really cool and now speaking of um also Catronata, there's a lot of similarities there with remix culture and you as we were talking about uh, a little bit earlier you mentioned like like the clean rude boy thing is, is a big moment now i wanted to ask you like when i guess I have, a, I have a question here specifically about this how do you feel about making you know remixes versus original tracks you know is is would you would you want to be known as someone who's primarily remixer or, or would you like to do kind of what Cadronado has done, who has really taken the opportunity he got from remixes and then kind of parlayed it into a, a career as a, as a music producer? Definitely um, what Cadronado has done. Like my, my dream um, as a child was to become a music producer and, and that's what I am. And I really want to be in a studio working with artists, making hit records, um, yeah, Haitian is like just a huge inspiration. Oh, I also forgot to mention High Classifier is also Haitian as well. Hey. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. he's also Haitian as well. Um, but yes, I really want to be in the studio working with artists more. Um, I love collaborating with other producers as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool to make remixes. I love to do it, but the original stuff, like I want to make some timeless records and you know i think it's cool like remixing some songs and using it as a sample to create a new original song so i hope that the labels are down to clear more of these remixes more so we could do that it does feel like there's a lot of momentum with that though right now we've seen uh, like such great success with people like dj sage and her coiler ray players remix and then also recently uh eccentric and his remix for Beyonce becoming, uh, you know, both of those became amazing. Official. And then on the Billboard too, like it's like, whoa, like what a big yeah. win for DJs, right? <laughs> Huge, yeah. Um, I love to see it. It's very um, inspirational, and you know, I hope it motivates uh, the other DJs and producers as well to, you know, continue doing that because we, they need us. You know, we are creating the sound of people's lives and. Yeah, we got to do the thing. Absolutely. Do you do you feel though that uh, making remixes or doing that has helped further your original production? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> creating remixes has completely changed my life. Um, yeah, I I'm just trying to think like because it's it's so crazy. Like uh, creating these remixes have like got me on my first plane ride ever, has got me um, out the country, has like brought me into connecting with so many DJs and creatives, has, you know, got me here with Serato. Um, <laughs> like it really has changed my life. And I've been doing it for the past uh, six years now. I want to say six years. Wow. Yeah, and I noticed, um... Uh, I went on your website, of course, uh, which uh, gave me some good background on, on some of the achievements that you've had. And you were also a part of the Splice Creator Class in 2019. 
How was that? Yep. That was pretty fun. I got to learn about sound design and we created uh, sound packs um, that's on the Splice website as well. Um, but it was a cool experience meeting so many different creatives, so many different producers um, from all different backgrounds and genres and different places of the world. Um, amazing time. I was very grateful for that experience. Shout out Splice. It was good to know that they're investing in, in the future of uh, music, music producers, yep. right? Yes, absolutely. Um, now, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you before we get into the beats um, was if you could collaborate with any artist in the world, who would it be? Producer or like singer or... <laughs> it's up to you. You name it. Dark Child hands down my favorite producer like hearing his sounds gave me chills and i was like what is that and i just went in a rabbit hole of liking similar musicians um like si similar singers and i'm like this bass line sounds like this bass line and, and you know i was so young i think um i was like seven years old when i discovered him um and this was like the time of Brandy and Destiny's Child and Mary J. Blige. Um, and yeah, like he, he's that person. He's that person that I was definitely, yeah. That's <laughs> just, awesome. Just talking about it makes me nervous, but it also excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I saw he, he, uh, they got a, a pretty cool placement recently on a, on a recent album. But yeah, Beyonce, right? Uh, Say my name was that Dark Child? Oh yeah. yeah. She did a lot of things. Um yeah, Brandy? say my name, of course he did that. Full yeah, moon? he worked with yeah. oh Full Moon, uh Top of like so many songs. Was it Top of the World? Oh my gosh. Uh Mary J. Blige, he did uh, the I Can Love You song. Um, oh my gosh. I can't even think right now. He's worked with Lady Gaga, he's worked with her, he's worked with I believe SZA okay, on yeah. this latest album. That's what I think He's I worked, Yeah, TLC, Tony Braxton, Jennifer Lopez, the If You Have My Love. Ooh, um, you can one. like, if you, yeah, if you hear like, um, if you go back into like the 90s, the early 2000s, any like super subby bass line really was from like Dark Child. Mm. Like he just had like this, I don't know. He worked with Pink. He's oh my gosh, his definitely check him out, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> those are some credits. Like they're not just like small credits. Those are big credits. Those are big songs. Big credits. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Well. Um. If you could recommend everyone who's listening someone to that you've just discovered or you think they should be checking out, uh, who would you reckon we listen to? Blast. 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 From LA, Blast? Blast from LA. Okay, awesome. Awesome. We got Blast Hive Blast. Yeah. <laughs> Blast from LA. I think he's, you know, not only is he an, an exceptional artist, uh, songwriter as well, he's an amazing producer. Like That's his, nice. yeah, he's a, a talented musician. Um, I really, really love his music. Um, again, I'm an R&B head, so I would also say Cleo Soul. Mm, um, oh, yes, just, Cleo Soul. Whoa, so good. So good. Like, I'm talking about 
you wake up in the morning, you get your tea, your coffee, you play some Cleo Soul, 